0: Best friends and introverts, welcome back to another episode of the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your introverted host, Chelsea Brown. In keeping with this month's theme of all things spooky, today we're going to be talking about urban legends. If you don't know what an urban legend is, stick around to find out. I currently am recording this literally at 3 o'clock in the afternoon with all the lights on, so maybe you wanna turn on a couple lights yourself, I don't know. But first, our mandatory mental health check, we're gonna rate our mental health from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. I am kind of at a four, I think, and I say kind of because I'm not 100% sure, I keep like oscillating between two and four, two and four, but I think I'm at a four right now and I will tell you why. First reason is I feel maybe this like renewed hope for my writing career. Ask me tomorrow and I'll probably feel differently, but at the moment, I'm spending a lot of time reading, a lot of time writing, and studying. And by studying, I mean literally studying writing. I'm reading On Writing by Stephen King, I've never read it before, probably should have before now, but better late than never. And while it is humbling, it is also, it also, I don't know, it just like gives me some direction, I guess. And I really need to look at the fact that my writing schedule, which I thrive off a schedule, if you don't know, my schedule sucks. I am just like, well, what do I feel like doing this morning? And I'll do that. And like, to a point, that's fine. But I'm also not letting my brain recognize, like, okay, this is time. It's time to write now. And I find this every NanoRimo in November. It's National Novel Writing Month. I don't know if I'm doing it this year, but anyway. In NanoRimo I get to a point about two weeks in where I'm, like, ready to go, and I get all my writing done first thing in the morning. Takes me maybe two hours to get through, uh, usually it's, what, 1500 words or something to stay on schedule. And I, I, like, I would just get up in the morning and do it because it's part of the competition. You have to do your words. And I don't know why I'm treating a monthly competition different than my entire career. So, I'm just kind of reevaluating and trying not to, like, beat myself up for not doing this as consistently as I should. Even if I am writing every day, my productivity and my attachment to my story kind of waxes and wanes. And I think that's just, you know, how it's going to go sometimes. But it's also my responsibility to put my best foot forward. And I'm going to be able to do that by sticking to a schedule. So, I've been doing a lot of that. I am also, ironically, back on my Xbox grind. So, while I am focusing on work, I am also back to playing Xbox almost every day. I love Xbox, if you didn't know. I have Game Pass, Ultimate, whatever. I also, if you did not know, am obsessed with the Assassin's Creed franchise of games. I think they're amazing games. It's open world. It's narrative-based. Like, that is my jam. So, I re-downloaded Origins. Origins is the one with, like, the Egyptian theme, and it's my favorite game of all time ever, no contest. And so, I'm waiting for it to download, and I open the little main page, and then on the top right-hand side, it says Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I'm like, hold up, I don't own that one, because I own most of the franchise, or I will recognize the name. So, it was not one that I recognize, it's not one that I own, so I go to that, I go through all of this thing to be able to use the web browser on my... Ex- it was a whole... They wanted me to sign into my profile, whatever. So finally, I get to the Ubisoft page, which is the game developer, and they're like, coming 2023. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like 2023 is in two months. Like this would be great. So I go to Amazon and I'm like, all right, where is this game? So I find it and it says the release date is December 31st, 2023. Are you kidding me? Over a year from now, the disappointment and sadness I felt at that time was was so much. It was so much. I was so upset. How are you trying to show me? And I watched the trailer. The trailer looks awesome. It's gonna be this Middle Eastern theme. It's going to be great. I think that being bossom as the main, like the character that you get to be when you're playing the game, I think that'll be sick. I am very excited for it. I do not appreciate getting my hopes up over a year in advance. However, I definitely pre-ordered it. It It's only $60 for the deluxe pre-order thing. So, yeah, I definitely did that. And one day it will just show up in the mail and I'll be like, oh, that's awesome because it wouldn't let me do just the, the... What am i talking about the digital download thing it wanted me to do the physical copy which is fine it's what i did for valhalla 2 so i will just get that and it still has to download it's a whole thing anyway so that happened back on my xbox grind i renewed my game pass so when i beat origins again which honestly not a sure thing Because I, so I have this newer game file where I'm on, I'm like level 11 and it's maybe six or seven hours of gameplay. I just jumped into that one and I might, it might have been better for me to just start the game over because I died like seven times and I don't remember all the controls. I don't remember like the finer mechanics of combat. So that's challenging. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that happened. I am also, like, excited for things coming up. I am going to Six Flags this coming weekend. We decided just to go with a couple friends, and we're doing this VIP tour thing. So, if you don't know what this is, it is if you've ever been standing in a three-hour line, which I have, and you see like, this group of people being led by a tour guide in some secondary line to the front of the line that you've been waiting in for three hours. I'm about to be in the group of people being led by the tour guide to the front of the line. So, that'll be awesome because all I want to do is ride rides. I'll probably want to go to some haunted houses, maybe one, because haunted houses really stress me out. But, yeah, I'm gonna do that. My husband and I are going with a couple friends. It will be so fun. I cannot wait to be led to the front of the line and not have to wait the three hours because honestly, I could bust through the park in maybe two hours if like we just go through the rides, get some food, go through your favorite ones again, and then you're done. It's like two or three hours. But yeah, anyway, that's what's going on with me. So now is the time to check in and see what's really going on with you what things are bothering you, what things are on your mind, what are you excited about, what are you dreading, how are you really feeling. Again, rate from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. And just remember that no matter where you are on the scale, it is perfectly okay. Okay? While you are thinking about that, I will tell you about our book, TV show, or movie of the week. If you are a long-term listener of the show, you know that one of my favorite TV things to come out on Netflix, aside from all of their juicy reality TV, is Nailed It. If you don't know what Nailed It is, it is a competition baking show, but the bakers are not professionals and their results are not professional. And it's hilarious. It's hosted by Nicole Byer. I love the show. It feels very wholesome to me. It, it's like a nice break. I like to laugh at people's horrible decorating skills. If you like any of those things, you should also watch the show. It's fun. It's a good time. I think there are four episodes available right now as I'm recording this, but there should be another four out coming up here soon. So, check out Nailed It. It is a Halloween theme right now, which I like. I like the themes, so give it a shot. It, it'll get you in the in the spooky spirit. If you haven't noticed, I kind of mainline <laughs> spooky things during October, and you are just along for the ride. Okay, so with all of that behind us, let's get into our topic of the week, which is urban legends. I guarantee that you already know some urban legends, but if you don't know what an urban legend is, it's basically a modern genre of folklore. It's like fictional stories that are associated with ghosts, superstitions, demons, cryptids, aliens, and other things that make you afraid. So, for example, we've all heard that if you pee in a pool, the water will change color. That is an urban legend. Does not exist, will not happen. We've also all heard that shaving your hair makes it grow back thicker That is an urban legend. That is not true. If you shave your hair, it grows back the same thickness. But the urban legends that we're going to talk about today are a bit more terrifying and are why I am recording this at three o'clock in the afternoon in broad daylight with all the lights on in my closet. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into it. First one, you cannot talk about scary urban legends without talking about Bloody Mary. Maybe as a kid, you did this as like a party game. I never freaking participated in this thing because to this day, it scares me. So, the, the idea is that you're supposed to go into a dark bathroom and have it lit only by candles, right? Right and then you say Bloody Mary three times, and after the third time, she will appear. Now, whether she's going to appear to kill you or to drag you into the mirror with her kind of depends on who's telling the story, but this is a really, really common urban legend, at least in America, and my friends had done this when I was younger at, like, sleepovers. You could not pay me. You could not coerce me. You could not anything, me, to get me to do this. And I am 29 years old now. I will still not do this. I will still not do this. I I am terrified, even though it's, like, probably not true. It might be true. And I'm just, like, not in the business of messing with it. You know what I mean? The same reason that I will not have a Ouija board in my house I will not participate. I will not touch the little planchette thing. No, absolutely not. I'm not using it. You not, will not have it in my house, okay? If you bring it into my house, it's got to go or you got to go. Like, those are your options. I'm I'm not messing with it because it's probably not true. But if it is true, why, why would I do that? Why would I do that to myself? Absolutely not. It's going to be a no from me. The next urban legend is one that affects me to this day, okay? The urban legend goes like this. A woman is driving, right? It's late at night. Maybe she just got off of work or maybe she's heading home from the club or whatever. Someone behind her is flashing their brights and following her. So she's trying to lose this person in the legend. She escapes. She goes home she calls the police and she's like, this car was following me so closely. They were flashing their lights at me. If they saw the plate, like this is the plate number, this is the street. And eventually the woman discovers that the tailgating vehicle was trying to warn her about the killer in her back seat. Now, this affects me every day maybe not every day, let's be honest. I left the house once in the last two weeks, so every time I drive (laughs) this affects me because I will check my back seat every time I get in the car without fail. You will not catch me just blindly getting into the car and getting on my phone. I've already checked the back seat. If I'm in my SUV and the seats aren't laid down, I've already checked the back where like luggage and stuff would go I'm not messing with it. Is it legitimate? I don't know. You know, like, it might have happened, might not have happened, I have no idea. But I know a lot of women in particular that will always check the back seat before they get into their car, especially at night. And to be honest, like, this is not a bad practice because being a woman in general is kind of a scary thing, right? so why would i not at least check to make sure that there's not some rando in my back seat trying to kill me because in the urban legend sometimes the woman does not make it home and the person in the back seat the killer will slit their throat or will strangle them or kill them or whatever in some way so Yeah, I'm not messing with that either. Killer in the Backseat Urban Legend. I, like, I know... Okay, I don't know. Because I've seen... I know there's a movie. I forget what it's called. Maybe it's one of the Jeepers Creepers movies. But there's one where this girl is literally just driving along. La-di-da. And we, as the audience, can clearly see the killer in the backseat. And that's just not a situation I want to find myself in. So yeah i always check the back seat do you check the back seat if you don't maybe you do now because i freaked you out but i don't think it's a bad practice and i'ma keep doing it okay next this one is one that i think we all have heard of because this has had international attention and that is the urban legend of slender man if you do not know who slender man is It's this fictional creature that originated on the Creepypasta wiki. I remember trolling this wiki for hours in high school because I love a scary story. And it was basically all just scary story fan fiction. And I was into it. Slenderman was one that was kind of creepy to me but didn't really stick. But it really stuck with some people. In Wisconsin, there were two young girls that attempted to kill their friend. Why? Because they believed they had to in order to become a Slenderman proxy. Like, work with Slenderman. Not sure why you'd want to do that. But they also believed that if they didn't, Slenderman would kill their families. Now, these two girls were diagnosed with mental illnesses after the attack. The girl that they attacked did survive. She was stabbed multiple times and left to die on the side of the road. Luckily, a good Samaritan did come across her and she was able to be saved. These two girls currently are serving collectively, I believe, 30 years in a mental institution as treatment for their illness. But this isn't the only time that this has happened. There was an instance in Ohio where a girl attacked her mother with a knife because she believed that Slender Man wanted her to. If you don't know what Slender Man looks like, let me paint a picture for you. This is a man. He's supposed to be very tall, maybe seven, eight feet. He has freakishly long arms and legs. He's very pale, has no hair, always wears a suit, and has no facial features whatsoever. In some instances, He also has tentacles that come out of his back and can grab onto his victims. The legend also says that anyone investigating Slender Man will be taken by this like slender illness, which manifests in paranoia and anxiety, which I do think is interesting because it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because if you are, if you believe in this thing, and you're investigating, then you're going to feel paranoid and anxious, but then you're gonna think that the dude is after you. You know what I mean? There's this whole documentary on HBO Max called Beware the Slender Man. I did watch the whole thing, and it focuses mostly on the crimes committed by those two girls in Wisconsin. Is it real? Is it not? Is it a manifestation of mental illness? Are people with mental illness just simply more prone to believe this? I don't know. I don't know, but people have been attacked in the name of Slenderman. Next, I also wanted to explore urban legends not based largely in the U.S. So I found one called the Slip-Mouthed Woman, and this freaked me out beyond belief. So this is a Japanese urban legend, and the legend goes like this. There once was a woman who was very beautiful and she was married to a samurai, but she was very vain and she cheated on her husband. Her husband, when he found out about the affair, he was furious and he slit her mouth from ear to ear. Think like the Joker from Batman. It's actually called a Glasgow smile. Following this, he asked, who will think you're pretty now? Even though this is like a cautionary tale, or said to be a cautionary tale to remind people to be faithful, which um, is a little bit questionable. It actually is based somewhat in fact. In 2007, there are records that show that many children had died at night after having seen a woman with similar features with that same Glasgow smile. It's said That this woman, the slit-mouthed woman, will appear at night, will approach someone, usually children, and she's wearing a surgical mask, and she'll ask, am I pretty? If you say no, she will cut your face, just like hers, with a pair of scissors. However, if you say yes, she will reveal her face and ask again. This time, if you say no, she will slash her face regardless. Even if you say yes, she will follow you home and kill you. It's said that the only way to break this pattern is to confuse her by answering with either so-so or you're okay, so you're not providing a definite answer for her. This confusion would give you enough time to get away from the slip-mouthed woman. There's something about this that really just perturbs me. I literally just looked over my shoulder. (laughs) Anywho, um, really perturbs me because I, like, I know... First of all, there's a name for this particular wound, you know? So this is not uncommon. And I do feel like when people die in a traumatic way or in an excessive amount of pain, whether that's emotional or physical, I feel like it's not impossible that their spirit or soul or whatever lingers. And I think that the spirit that lingers is just stuck in that last devastating moment of pain, and the only way that this creature or spirit or whatever feels that they can release some of this pain is to inflict it on others. So, yeah, slip-mouthed woman, if someone is wearing a mask, asks you if they're pretty, just say so-so and run for your life. Okay, I have saved the scariest for last, and scariest in my opinion, because, well, I'll just tell you what it is, and then we'll, you know, we'll get into it. I first learned about this on TikTok, which is obviously not top-tier research, okay? But I'm going to tell you about the woods in Appalachia, So, Appalachia is a place in the United States. It's largely mountainous, lots of trees, but it's very, very old. And with things that are very old come stories and lore and maybe a haunting or two. So, there's this whole side of TikTok for this. And... It's kind of like a skinwalker in indigenous folklore. There are these creatures who can change what they look like. So maybe they'll look like a deer or maybe they'll look like a person, but something will look just a little bit off. And these creatures will follow you. And sometimes you won't even see them, right? But you'll just hear them they will be off in the trees or in the bushes and you'll just hear someone say hey and it will come closer and they'll say hey and it'll come closer they'll say hey sometimes with your name right the people on tiktok tell me if you hear something no you didn't If you see something out of the corner of your eye, don't turn to look at it. You didn't see anything. If something is talking to you, no, it isn't. You didn't hear anything. You need to hightail it the heck out of there. Don't run. Walk away. Pretend you never saw it. I came across this at like 2 o'clock in the morning months and months ago. When I tell you, it gives me such a pit in my stomach because sometimes when I'm walking my dog at night, we'll walk past this little like patch of woods or whatever and I'll like feel like I'm being watched and I want to look into the trees. But I don't look after this, I don't know, this um, excursion into the skinwalkers of Appalachia. I don't live in Appalachia. I live in Texas. However, skinwalkers are a very common theme in indigenous folklore across the United States. So am I going to risk it? Because like, They haven't specified, okay? They haven't said what would happen if you did look or if you did answer. But I have to assume that it is nothing good. Because nothing about this feels good to me. This, like, pit in my stomach... I literally... I keep looking over my shoulder. My little recording closet... It's... I face a wall because, like, I'm facing my little soundproofing thingies to give you the best quality audio, but I feel very exposed. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I'm getting a little anxious at the moment and I feel like this is probably where I'm going to wrap up. But I will say one thing. If you are out late walking at night and you think you see something out of the corner of your eye, off in the distance, maybe it's just time to go home. If you think you hear someone say, hey, it's time to go home. If you feel like you're being watched, it's time to go home. You do not need any of this energy. Okay. They might be urban legends, but they also might be true. With all that being said, we are about at the end of our time together this week. I hope you are spooked, but maybe not too spooked. I personally am glad I recorded in the middle of the day because I I wouldn't be able to sleep right now. Just to be perfectly honest. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, I would love if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at your So Quiet Pod, Y O U R E, So Quiet Pod. I will keep you all up to date with, you know, what's coming next for the show. Try not to be too spooked. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Love you. Bye.